0: Log Talk Radio.
1: But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working
0: people in this country than Obama?
1: Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up. For the most part, of the nation's
2: losers,
3: free enterprise can do a better job of producing the
1: things that people need than government can.
3: Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people
2: iran cuba venezuela these countries are tiny compared to the soviet union same with the you can never take that never take that on this memorial day as our nation honors, it's unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in the audience here today. the I need the kids to fight, stand up for what's right if it means half of life, but you ain't gotta die to see the Antichrist, just turn on your news at six tonight, and you can catch them walking right down the street, everybody weeping every time it's big, He rides in the vehicle, they fall the peace, and people lining up for a chance to
1: I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Prime Time pops with excitement, start to finish, as callers argue passionately their point. Jermaine and Cool Mike host this sibling two-hour ca- cage match while keeping the show just this side of sanity. Dangling over the edge, Conservative Prime Time is one of our most popular shows. You can listen, or, if you're brave enough, call in and make your point. If you think you can debate today's political discourse, call Conservative Prime Time, weeknights at 1130. The
0: Wahoo Radio Network. Alright. Good evening, folks, and good Monday. We've all made it back after a wonderful Monday. <laughs> a lot of things happened over the weekend, folks, and we're gonna get to some of it uh tonight. Uh welcome. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Well, wow. It's already the 4th, June 4th, 2012, beautiful old town Alexandria is where I am, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, Southern Sense is in the house, shameless plug, cool Mike, and Annie the radio chick, Southern Sense, going to talk about Wisconsin, the recall, other primaries on tomorrow as well as important items. Tune in. Be there. Be square. And don't give me that. Well, I got to work. Dr. Jones, you don't have a job. You don't have to work. I got to work. I don't. I can't afford to take time out of my busy schedule and listen to a radio show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You can tune in while you're sitting in front of your computer. You just, you know, bring up the blog talk web, t- web page. Uh, type in uh, Southern Sense in the search box. Boom. There it is. Turn the volume down. Participate in the chat, if you may, if you will. You can do it. Hey, you can listen on your uh, PDA. You can listen on your phone. You can listen on your iPad. All sorts of ways. Tune in. I'll be there. One way or another. Hey, if I'm in the grocery line, I'll be tuning in. Damn right. All right. Let's uh let's get this party started. Tomorrow is the big recall election. And of course, as some of you know, I get a lot of my ideas for for broadcast from uh The American Thinker. And The American Thinker has a really great uh, may 17, 2012, unions may have brought on disaster for themselves in Wisconsin. And that's no doubt. If you get a chance, to tune in to, uh, well, uh, uh, favorite the uh, American thinker. They have a lot of great articles, and I, myself, write some of those articles. I would encourage my good friend Southern Sense, 2020 Radio, Cool Mike, and some of the other uh, hosts uh, to uh, – you know, submit articles to the American Thinker and uh, get yourselves published over there. A lot of us are doing it nowadays. Um, you know, they'll they'll put your stuff up. You know, as soon as you uh, as soon as it's uh, you know as soon as it's uploaded, and it's a great place to um, uh, um, you know get your views out there. Karma may be catching up to big labor in Wisconsin. Remember when noisy, vulgar vandals invaded Wisconsin State Capitol? Spring. Or in spray painting uh, graffiti on a pristine white marble. Remember when the legislative Democrats fled the state? Remember that? To prevent majority rule from taking place. Remember when the labor unions raised millions to gin up necessary numbers of signatures to launch a recall election for Governor Scott Walker and Lieutenant Lieutenant Governor uh, Rebecca uh, Clayfish? The bosses made a mistake on believing their own propaganda. Three polls this week indicate a five to six point margin favoring Walker in in the special election. And that's just three weeks from now. Now, um, John McCormick of the Weekly Standard writes, in the past week, three different pollsters have polled the Wisconsin recall race. And all three came up with virtually identical results. Last week, a Rasmussen poll showed Governor Scott Walker leading Democrat Tom Barnett 50% to 45%. Yesterday, the Democrat uh, uh, firm uh, public policy polling showed Walker leading Barnett by, what, 50% to 45%. And today, a new Marquette Law School poll showed Walker leading uh, uh, Barrett, 50% 50% to 44%. Even better, Republicans are significantly more motivated to vote. Republicans are more likely to say they are absolutely certain to vote on June five, And at, at, at more than 91%. Then there are Democrats and Independents, both at 83%. In other areas of participation... Republicans also have an advantage. 62% of Republicans say they have tried to persuade someone to vote for or against a candidate, compared to 54% among Democrats and 48% among independents. Democrats, however, are more likely to have been contacted by a campaign, 83% to 78% for Republicans and 76% among independents. Now, these rates are all for registered voters, not just likely voters. And moreover, the DNC has stopped supplying money for the election, essentially giving up. Oh, yeah. The greedy uh, public uh, employees and teachers unions have awakened the mighty Wisconsin taxpayer. The question I have to ask, and I'm sure Southern Sense will ask the same thing tomorrow, will, or could rather, Wisconsin go from blue to red? Walker looks to be in fine shape, folks. And what's more, conservatives seem highly activated to the task. The great state and the great people of Wisconsin seem to be ripening into conservatives – but what does all this mean for Obama? Now, on the morning of November 2nd, 2010, we uh, we talked about uh, waking up in a red state. What about it? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Let's take a listen to this piece here. Boy, I think the Democrats have bit off just a bit more than they can chew. And I'm loving it.
2: When we faced an uphill climb with a future not too bright, there was one man for the time who was promising to. And ask the union folks to pay just a teeny tiny bit, make it fair in every way. A balanced budget he can claim without taxing the UN walk
0: uh, uh, Oh, oh. Can, you, can you hear me out there? Oh, sorry, I had the mic on a little early That's old school, folks That's 70s That's. <laughs> do you love it? <laughs> I know a lot of you tonight Are going to go to sleep And just before your head hits a pillow You're going to be we will stand with Governor Walker.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, sing it, baby. Alright, you can find that <laughs> you can find that video on uh, it's by Glenn uh, uh, Shuffler. Glenn Shuffler uh, produced that video. I'm going to go ahead and put it up on my Facebook page and uh and it's also YouTube. Uh, you can you can find it. Oh come on, I, yeah, that's not nice. Um, I'm putting it up right here and now on my Facebook page. Go ahead, download it, play it all day tomorrow. I'm tweeting it. I'm tweeting it right here and now. Get it off of the tweet uh, Twitter, and you will dig it. I may play that again. And yeah, I was singing along earlier. We'll stand with Governor Walker. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Governor Walker, you have got to pull this out. And he will. He will. This is going to be groovy. This is going to be lovely. love All right. We're going to take a short break. <laughs> and we'll be right back. I'm going to play some... Um, some shameless promos here They're a little old Because I haven't been able to get get with my guy David uh, Graham And get some new ones But hey I think you get the idea We'll be right back You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report
1: Please join the hit squad Of dynamic radio hosts On internet talk radio Starting at 8pm Listen to the Situation Report With Dr. C. Robert Jones Of Gojo Media Doc Jones is a retired Marine officer and holds a Ph.D. in history. Come check out his show, Weeknight, from 8 to 9 9, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. From there, stay on board with the 2020 Network, alternating between G-Ski Rocks and his show, live and direct, and David Graham of Stay Mad Radio, taking you to bedtime with wit and wisdom and class and clarity. Join this nightly tea party family and bring your friends m- 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 Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. What to do, do-, do on Friday? Well, to keep your internet radio routine with Tesla's great show, Socialism is Not an Option. The Roundtable Roundup Edition, where you can call in and vent your frustrations from the week. It's an open line discussion where other radio hosts and listeners ca- call in and let us know what's on their mind every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern.
4: Well, my, my dad had given me this hope Everest when I was a kid, and, you know, it always used to be up in my bedroom, and I used to imagine what it would be like to really climb on that mountain. I was serving with the um, British Special Forces and we were in Southern Africa um, skydiving and I had a, a jump that went very wrong, Broke my back in three places. And I spent the next 18 months back in the UK, strapped up in what they call military rehabilitation. You know, i used to being fit and strong and being able to do all this stuff and suddenly you can't move. That was a really dark time for me, you know, nothing certain any longer. sometimes life's like that it hits you sideways and and sometimes has silver linings for me the whole focus of my recovery became at Everest you know everyone in my life thought it was a little bit crazy to have this dream when you were struggling just to move off the bed You know, but the only people who never laughed were the staff at the rehab centre because they understood the importance of hope I really want to pass that kind of same way of living on to my kids to go for stuff in life and not be scared to have dreams and it doesn't have to be you know a mountain you know we all have our like Everest in our own life but love what you do and you know look after people close to you along that journey
2: always they shall remain dogs to loose when war is raised.
0: all right we're back with the c robert jones situation report the warrior song hardcore united states marine corps the finest fighting force the world has ever known i number myself as one Oh, yeah. Proud. Proud American warrior. United States Marine. Next topic. New York Post. What is O's case? It's sure not the economy. As June begins and the election inches closer, the question bedeviling the president and his advisors is this. What case will Barack Obama make on his own behalf to undecided voters over the next five months? That must have been on their minds yesterday as they surveyed the, um, the cascade of disappointing data. All, all of the economy data was bad. The gross domestic product for the first quarter of 2012 was revised down to 1.9% from the original 2.2%. The previous quarter saw a respectable growth rate of 3%. The revision means an already worrisome slowdown has just worsened by about 14%. The anemic nature of the economic recovery, as the American Enterprise Institute's James Florensky notes, can be measured by the fact that the GDP growth in the past five quarters has been 0.04%, 1.3%, 1.8%, 3%, and now 1.9%. We also learned that the initial jobless claims uh, for the week rose to 388,000, up from 370,000 the week before. The general consensus has been that it would remain around 370, so that higher number came in as a a big surprise to all. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I'm going to come to Jesus right here and now. When I heard, when I saw, rather, because I'm a religious watcher of Fox & Friends, early in the morning, I start off with the before show show. And after Fox & Friends is over, I'm tuned in to the after show show. So when the jobless numbers come out on Thursday morning at exactly 8.30, every Thursday, I'm tuning in. And I'm not ashamed to say to you right here and now that if the numbers come out good and they're at 370,000, 370, I'm not, it doesn't come as good news to me. It doesn't because this administration has a way of spinning a lie into an even bigger lie. They'll spin that number and say that the economy is getting better. They'll spin that number and they'll say 370000 is a good number for us. That means the economy is improving. That means that we're moving in the right direction. That means that the policies of old were not working, and what we're doing is working. That's what the Obama administration says every single week when those numbers come out. Somebody in his administration says so. But this past Thursday, no one could say that. So I was pretty pleased when the unemployment number went up a percentage point to 82 up from 8.1 I was pleased because this puts the Obama administration in trouble there's no way to spin it there's no way to say that their policies are working all they can do is, is state their usual it's Bush's fault it's Congress's fault Don't you long for a president? Don't you long for a leader? Even that clown, Harry Truman, whom I dislike for one reason and one reason alone, because he thought the Marine Corps was obsolete, and he wanted to disband the United States Marine Corps and have a joint service, Army, Navy, Air Force, all one big service, and the Marine Corps was to be disbanded, and MacArthur saved the Marine Corps by engineering the most brilliant military strategy that that has been my privilege to uh, know of, and that is the Inchon landing. The Marines behaved, performed flawlessly. And it secured the Marine Corps for the next 200 years. That landing at Inchon in Korea secured the Marine Corps. There was nothing that Truman can do, but could do. But Truman, Truman was a man. Truman was a man. And the little fucker, I mean, the little guy was a leader. He said what? The buck stops here. What'd he say? The buck stops here. He didn't blame FDR. He didn't blame whoever the clown was before FDR. He didn't blame anybody. He did what? He took responsibility. He took responsibility. In this administration, we have this candy-ass little skinny dude with the big ears who is of dubious uh, 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 sexual persuasion who seeks to blame somebody. Anybody. He's blamed the weather. He's blamed the Asian markets. He's blamed the European markets. He's blamed W. He's blamed God himself. He's blamed Congress. He's blamed my dog. He's blamed his hideous wife, Michelle. He's blamed everyone. He's yet to take responsibility. He's been in office for nearly four years, he's taken credit for everything that was that, that was perceived to be good. He's taken credit for it. He killed bin Laden. The military is fighting on his behalf. Everything there is to take credit for, he'll take the credit. But he won't take any of the blame. He won't say, this is my job. I'm the President of the United States, the buck stops here. He won't. Now, maybe the unemployment numbers released on Thursday will show a reduction in rate. Maybe not. But if they do, it will almost surely be due to the the decline in the overall size of the labor force. In other words, it won't be that more people have found jobs, but that more have joined the ranks of those not even looking for work anymore. European recessions. Money is flooding into U.S. Treasury bonds. As a safe harbor. Demand is so high for treasuries that the interest rate the U.S. government must offer has dropped to an astonishingly low. You have no growth, no inflation, huge fear, and a shortage of safe assets. That's it. And this is the atmosphere in which Obama must now make an argument that he deserves a second term. To do what? Finish what he started? That's a threat. Every president who wins re-election has such an argument. Reagan, 1984. I've brought America back. Clinton, 1996. I've turned the economy around while shrinking the deficit. Bush, 2004. I'm keeping America safe. The presidents who don't win a second term seem to base their campaigns on an argument against the other guy. Carter, 1980. Reagan is a madman. Bush, 1992, Clinton is personally unworthy of the high office. The Obama team must know that they can't prevail solely with a negative against Mitt Romney. But really, what's the positive case? Ordering the mission to kill Osama bin Laden isn't the case. My dog could have done that. It could be an important element of a larger argument about his stewardship, if it connected to anything larger, but he hasn't done that. And it's hard to see where it fits in. Folks, there's there's an element of bad political luck here for the president, especially when it comes to Europe. And he's just not used to bad political luck. In 2004, running for U.S. Senate in Illinois, he got an enormously lucky break when an unprecedented and I say rigged judicial ruling made public some ugliness about from child custody proceedings that caused his long Republican rival Jack Ryan, my guy, to withdraw and left Obama to face An absurd GOP challenger, and you guys know who I'm talking about. Good friend of G-Ski's, though. I won't say his name. He needs a lucky break of some kind between now and November. Hard to say what it could be, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed he doesn't get it. By the way, the calling number is 347-884-8500. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I'm going to take a short break and listen to my main man, Clavin. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
3: Hi, this is Andrew Clavin on The Culture. Some conservatives are arguing that the beginning of the Obama era has been a disaster. They argue that the president's soft approach to tyrants overseas has elicited predictable displays of aggression, voting far worse to come. They feel the president's high-blown ethical rhetoric has given way to his appointments of political hacks. And of course, there's the gazillion dollars in spending and taxation that conservatives feel is a radical attempt to destroy our free market system. That's the conservative argument, but today I'd like to explain the liberal argument. Shut up. Shut up is the central rationale behind the leftist program. We've heard it expanded upon recently by Democrat bigwigs who want to bring back some version of the misnamed fairness doctrine to try to knock guys like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity off the air. See, Rush and Sean argue forcefully against liberal policies, and Democrats want to explain to them, shut up. A book called A Manifesto for Media Freedom by my City Journal pal Brian C. Anderson and Adam D. Therer describes how high-level Dems also support a plan with another Orwellian name, net neutrality it's called, that would try to force conservatives to shut up online as well. But even if the left can't turn shut up into law, they've worked hard over the years to make it the custom of the country. It's the essence of politically correct phraseology and university speech codes. Say it our way or shut up. It's inherent in the media's demonization of conservative commentators, the way they try to turn names like Limbaugh and Ann Coulter into bywords for intolerance, so they'll just shut up. And why were there more than half a dozen movies attacking the war on terror and not one in support of it? Oh, wait, I know. Shut up. The left here has been making the shut up argument at least since the 70s, when it became clear that all their other arguments had failed. Since it was the only argument remaining to them, they had to invent different ways to say it. If you pointed out that their weakness allowed the murderous tyranny of communism to expand, for instance, well, you were a McCarthyite. Shut up. If you proved that their leniency toward criminals turned our cities into cesspools, you were a fascist. Shut up. When you pointed out that their welfare policies destroyed black families and created a social disaster of vast proportions... You were a racist, a sexist, uncivil, worse than Hitler. All just different ways of saying, shut up. All around the world, as leftism has failed everywhere, shut has been called to its defense. The full-blown leftists, the communists, say shut up with prisons and guns. But the western leftists, laboring under traditions of freedom, are subtler. In Europe, they've had more than 50 years of the sort of soft socialism the Democrats are now bringing here. Their anti-individualist, anti-religious, and anti-patriotic policies have so sapped the energies of the European nations that the continent's once great cultures are now flaccid and passive, fit for nothing but to be conquered in slow motion by the violent, intolerant Islamist invader within. But when people like Ian Hirsi Ali Geert Wilders or Oriana Fallaci have the temerity to decry the left's empowerment of Islamist hatefulness, they're the ones brought up on charges of being hateful. Not because they're speaking falsely, mind you, but because shut up. So now, the left is in charge of America, and shut up is on the march. Watch for that fairness doctrine. Beware of net neutrality. Pay attention to the ways the liberal mainstream news media distort, mock, Insult and exclude the conservative opposition. Listen to the people they don't want you to listen to. And whatever you do, don't shut up. This is Andrew Clavin on
0: the Culture. Hear here, Andrew, here, here. All right, welcome back to the C Robert Jones Situation Report. Reviewing the economic data released Last week, we know we know just one thing for sure, that the conspiracy theorists are wrong. Even my main man, Rush Limbaugh, there I said it, it's out there. The Obama administration is not massaging the numbers to make things look good or better than they seem, or if they are, they're doing a terrible job which I'm not surprised. They do a really good job of shooting themselves in the foot, in the feet. It was the worst week we've seen in some time. That being said, this is silly season. Yeah, silly season of American politics. We can't discuss what government might do to address the issue because that's moot. Government won't do anything. Indeed, one of the worries weighing on the economy is that if Congress continues to do what it does best, which is absolutely nothing, government spending will get slashed and taxes will jump simultaneously at the end of this year. A roaring economy would have a tough time swallowing what kind of – well, here's the thing. With the budget cuts coming with the military, the Defense Department, there are going to be hundreds of thousands of warriors who are going to be released from service and let go. Right now, the United States Marine Corps, my service, is cutting down to below their usual authorized strength of 196,000. 196,000 Marines. We're going to be somewhere around 150,000, 160,000 Marines if these budget cuts go through. The Army's going to be cutting back. Remember when the Army used to be a million strong? A million! They'll be slashed in half. The Navy. Remember when we boasted of having a 600-ship Navy? Right down right now we're we're somewhere around three hundred, and we're going down further than that. The air Force, oh yeah, they'll see their share of cuts too. Where are all those folks going to go? The unemployment rate under Obama if he wins a second term is going to necessarily skyrocket because even Obama can't hire all these folks. Where are they going to go? Who's to blame? The super committee? Who agreed to that anyway? Who agreed to the super committee? And is is Obama and his crew crazy like a fox? Somehow knowing that the super committee wouldn't agree... Thus, he have a free hand to slash the military down to its bone, down to its core? And how many times have we done this over the last hundred years and found ourselves in a situation where we needed to be ready to do battle to protect the United States of America and our friends abroad? How many times? Oh let's just go ahead and start with world war 1 where we were using broom handles as rifles to simulate rifles in drills broom handles tanks were made out of cardboard to simulate on a battlefield simu- as battlefield simulations we were not ready for world war 1 did we learn our lesson when world war 2 came along and we drew down to almost nothing no we weren't ready. And the only thing that saved America's butt from a serious ass-kicking was FDR's, FDR being persuaded to allow our industrial might to flourish through the business apparatus. Businessmen, the producers... They got us up to speed. FDR didn't do it. Businessmen. Businessmen like Donald Trump. The people who run forward who did not take any bailout jack. Did we learn our lesson? No, we drew down after World War II significantly. Korea came along. We were not ready. Men lost their lives and died. Needlessly because we were not ready. Vietnam comes along. We had drawn down to the bone. A draft needed to be instituted to get up to speed, to have the necessary strength to fight the Vietnam War. We were not ready. And yet, these same politicians who have been around mostly all this time, at least since the Korean War, have not learned their lesson. Peace through strength, maybe. Who? What? What in hell is going on in Congress these days? What's going on? Who authorized this super committee? And was it? Is a super committee even constitutional? I mean, are they just making this up as they go? You know, you've got a full Congress, a full complement of the House and the Senate. And yet somebody, some morons agreed to having a Congress within a Congress vote on congressional matters, a super committee. And could it have been rigged all along where the Democrats got together and said, hey, listen, all we need to do is not agree to anything. Automatically, these super budget cuts are going to come into play. None of the things that we want cut will be cut, and everything the Republicans want cut will be cut. It's a win-win for us. All we have to do is say no to everything. And that's exactly what they did. You know, I tend to think that Republicans are a bunch of Boy Scouts, always hoping for the best, always believing that the Democrats are going to play by the rules, that there's honor. When there is no honor, I haven't met a Democrat yet who is an honorable person because they don't believe in honor. They don't believe in anything that's concrete. For them, everything is a gray area. There is no black and white. There is no right and wrong. How do you negotiate with someone who doesn't believe in anything? How do you do it? The call in number is 347 884 I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Answer the question. How do you do it? How does anyone negotiate with somebody who doesn't have any honor? National Security. Our military is going to draw down to something unrecognizable. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? (laughs) I don't know. Well, we'll take a short break. And we'll come right back and we'll wrap things up. Things have gone to hell in a handbasket, folks. And we're living through it. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about Maureen Dowd. She laid it on Barack Obama big time. The thrill is gone. The thrill is gone. Thrill is gone away. (laughs) Oh, man, this is groovy. They're imploding. Hell, but the whole world is imploding, the whole country. Everything's just going to hell. But we've seen it before. The good news is we've seen this all before. All you have to do is go back to your history books. We've come out of it. Time and time and time again, we have survived because of the rugged individualism that is the hallmark of each and every citizen in this great nation. We're not bowed. That whole deal in New York with uh, the mayor wanting to force us to understand, he just doesn't get it. I worked on a little project for PBS called Prohibition. You may have heard of it. Where the government attempted to force morality upon this great nation. They attempted to legislate behavior called the Volstead Act. Yet, With that glaring failure, these would-be leaders still haven't learned their lesson. You cannot legislate morality. You cannot legislate American behavior, especially for something that's not illegal, such as drinking a big gulp. New Yorkers are arrogant, cocky folks. Doesn't Bloomberg know that New Yorkers are going to drink a damn Big Gulp just because, even if they're not thirsty? Just because he told them they couldn't or they shouldn't? How do you tell an American that they shouldn't put salt on their food? That they shouldn't eat as much as they want? That they shouldn't drink a damn extra-large Pepsi or a venti? Triple Triple Vente White Mocha from Starbucks. Now you can only get a, I guess, what do they call that damn thing? A tall? Rebellion. Rebellion. This country is rebellious by nature. So perhaps we need to force Mr. Bloomberg to understand that we are a rebellious nation. And that he can kiss each and every one of our collective asses. And although I do not drink soda, if I were in New York right now, I'd go get a big gulp. And I'd I'd go buy a hundred big gulps and I'd pass them around. And if I had to, I'd buy them in two containers. Just to spite Mayor Bloomberg. I'd send him a big, giant gallon. I'd send him a 55-gallon drum of Pepsi. Drink up, Bloomberg, you ass. Well, tomorrow we're going to talk about Obama's losing his luster. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Marine Dowd taking Obama to the woodshed and spanking his narrow ass. Tomorrow we're going to talk about Paul Krugman saying the real, the dumbest things anybody can ever say. In the latest poll that Obama is more extreme than Romney. We're going to talk about all of that. But in the meantime, Southern Sense has a show tomorrow at 2 p.m. Be there or be square. Southern Sense, any the Radio Chick, Cool Mike, it's all there. And later on tonight, after my show, I think it's 2020 radio. I mean, he's kind of sporadic. I think he'll put his link up in the chat room to show us when his show's on. Because I'm losing track. 2020 radio. G-Ski rocks. 9 p.m. Look for a show tonight, tomorrow night, the next night. I'm pretty sure he's going to put the link up in a minute. Boom. If he's got a out, that means he's got a show tonight. 2020 Radio. <laughs> tonight, 9 p.m., right after me. Go. Be there. Be square. I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. All right, folks. We've had fun tonight. We're going to have more fun tomorrow, and we're going to talk about Barack Obama taking ass whooping this coming November and how I'm loving every minute of it. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for listening, all my all my great friends, all my family, Blog Talk Radio, Annie the Radio Chick, G-Ski, oh, and GGT183. Later on tonight at 1130, got to be there for his show. Man, that guy is off the chain, off the heezy, off the wheezy heezy. All right, folks, I want to thank you all for listening tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you all for listening. Good night, folks.